Greetings, one and all, and thanks again for joining us for another classic episode of the show. Today, we are representing our conversation from 2011, recorded at DragonCon, with the late and very great Bernie Wrightson. Uh, If you don't know Bernie, Bernie is a a comic book artist, an illustrator, a painter. He is really the master of the macabre. He's the co-creator of Swamp Thing with Lynn Ween. He worked on the heavy metal movie. And he was a member of the studio along with Mike Kaluta, Barry Windsor-Smith, and Jeffrey Catherine Jones. Dwight and I approached Bernie at Dragon Con, asked him if we could steal away for a few minutes and talk to him. We ended up coming back, finding a, a fairly quiet place in a, in a lobby area. You can still hear people in the background. Dwight and I were thrilled, absolutely excited to talk to, to Bernie. We were both huge fans. He was so generous with his time and so kind to us and told us great stories and indulged all of our geeky, goofy questions. And uh, and just was it was just a real treat. I, I can't put into words, you know, how uh, how excited Dwight and I were after we left. And I think he signed my copy of the studio, which I still have. And I cherish the fact that um, that I got a chance to meet him in person and have him uh, have him uh, sign it for me. So this is our classic episode with Bernie Wrights and again recorded in 2011 at Dragon Con here in, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. So, there's so many uh, color backgrounds mm-hmm. in here, you know, and that's ink. Mm-hmm. And when they, uh, uh, when they glue it to the spine, mm-hmm. uh, the glue doesn't stick to the ink okay. as well as it would to the paper. So, you know, it just, over time, it peels away. Okay. You know, it's like every time you open the book, you know, pulls ah, away a little bit more. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you have pages, pages falling out, the cover comes loose. Wow. Well, some miracle yeah. mine's still together then. That's yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yours is in really good shape. <laughs> okay. Mine, yeah. the cover's torn. My daughter <laughs> tore the cover of it, and I, you know, almost lost it. <laughs> <laughs> and more than one, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd love to see this book reprinted, but, you know. That was Dragon Stream. Who was the publisher or the uh, owner of Dragon Stream? Roger, Roger Dean. Dean. Roger Dean. Roger oh, the Dean. gentleman who was in, yeah. uh, he's here today. Yeah. 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 Him yeah. Okay. Too. yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Roger pioneered these books. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, you know, he was doing the... Uh, Magnetic Storm. Uh, yeah, the uh, Yes uh, albums okay. back in the in the 70s. Uh, and I think he did collections of those, you know, like in this format. And uh, it was a brilliant idea. These things are exactly the size of an LP. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could put them on the shelf right, with the, your at, records. At the time, yeah, I didn't think about that. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's very interesting. Yeah. So but, um, if they reprinted it, they'd have to do it like CD size. You know? mm. <laughs> <laughs> then there'd be no appreciation for the art at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about it this way, though. If you, put it, if you reprinted it, you can actually take it to a video format, which is where it belongs anyway, I think, to some degree. I mean, you guys did magnificent work. I would love to see it, like, grandiose all across right. a, a movie screen. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Speaking of which, Brent, this is not something I thought to ask you about, but when I was uh, a teenager, I used to buy all of the uh, the oversized portfolios that had plate prints in them years ago, and right. it was very, very popular in the uh, in the mid and late eighties. Yeah. What what happened with that? Why did that fall away? Because I I thought it was a, a very cool idea. I have no idea. You know, um, uh, trading cards were the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, they were huge in in like the early to mid nineties. Yes, sir. And then just stopped. You know, and the bottom just fell out, you know, and you just could not get rid of trading cards, you know. Uh, You know, I was like on the tail end of that, and, uh, you know, the the guy that I worked with, poor guy, was stuck with, like, you know, piles of of trading cards. Because I, 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 I was a collector of the Star Wars cards religiously and Battlestar Galactic cards. I still have those. And, and yeah. 
they're, you're right, they're not worth a whole lot, but they're worth a lot to me as far as oh, memory absolutely. shows. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And if and, you hang on to them long enough, they will be worth something, yeah, you know. Yeah. But, but you know, it's like, uh, I don't know, it's like a trend mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know, and, and you, you try to catch that wave when it comes in. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but it's going to go out again, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Well, if this is any encouragement, I guess I saw some Mar- some Miley Cyrus cards the other day, and, and uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're coming back in the regular retail stores. No, so eventually that, that may matriculate into other more it might other, other yeah, mediums, other genres. Yeah, yeah. hopefully so. Yeah, you never know. You never know when something's going to catch on. You know. Okay. So. Well, for those listening, we are here with uh, Bernie Wrights, and he has been kind enough to give us a few minutes of his time at uh, Dragon Con mm-hmm. 2008. Mm-hmm. Um, one, the thing I wanted to ask is, is we had actually come up with a, uh, an idea for a panel to do, and we canceled it because of the other thing that someone else had, had planned for you, oh. but was to talk about the idea of, um, you oftentimes get referred to as a legend and as an icon. And it's true. And it's yeah. true, but <laughs> I just always wonder, you know, are you comfortable with that, or do you sometimes think, you know, what are you talking about, you know? Uh, you know, it's a little of both, um, and, and uh, you know, sometimes, you know, it, I can be real cynical about it, you know, and just say, you know, well, anybody who's hung around for 40 years is a legend, you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess you know, so. It's, it's just a question of, of longevity, you know, and, right. and just kind of sticking it out. Uh, how much how much of that is uh, is deserved? I don't know. I would be the last person to ask, you know, about, you know, the whole, you know, what... Uh, what constitutes legendary status? Yes, sir. You know, I, uh, you know, the people in my mind who are legends are, you know, Frazetta and Jack Kirby. Yes, sir. You know, uh, and you know, I I don't belong there. I am not in that company. You know, in my opinion. Okay, well, I'm glad you you're going to talk to your opinion, but I disagree. I mean, you, you, have, you have millions and millions of illustrators, and you go to school and study your work religiously, trying to figure out exactly how you did your line work to the point of, of, of copying it and, and, like, tracing it and duplicating it. And you are you are a legend. You're a living legend. That, that it's, amazes it's, me. It's, it's you incredible. Know, I mean, the, it's incredible. the idea that it's that it's actually taught in art schools as, as part of the course is amazing to me. Um, uh, what's not amazing, really, is that, you know, this is how, this is how art students learn, mm-hmm. uh, by, by copying the people they admire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got started by, by copying Frank Frazetta mm-hmm. okay. and, and, you know, the EC comic artists, mm-hmm. and, you know, Graham Ingalls and Jack Davis. Jack Davis and, right. and Wally yeah, Wood and Wally Wood. Yeah, all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because, you know, there were no art schools, mm-hmm. you know. Certainly no one taught how to draw comics. Mm-hmm. You know, comics was, when I was a kid, it wasn't even an art form. You know, it was just trash, pure and simple. Mm-hmm. And I guess at, and years ago, the only real art school was is if you can draw this on the back of a magazine and then send the, the, your, the, the oh, drawing in, yeah. Then, yeah. then we'll do a correspondence course with you. But and that was that was the only training I had. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was uh, I was a member. I you know I sent the uh, really the little coupon in. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and I got I got into uh, famous artists uh, correspondence school. Uh, a lot of my friends did too. And uh, it's uh, it's a three it, it was the commercial art course was a three year course mm-hmm. uh, and you got these three big textbooks okay they were like oversized loose leaf binders okay um, with you know all your lessons and everything these things were so comprehensive wow uh, you know just everything you need 
to know about drawing wow. are in these books. So they have things like uh, Andrew Loomis and people like that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and, Bridgman uh, and Bern Hogarth? Uh, um, not Bridgman and Hogarth, but, but uh, you know, like people like, uh, that you might have not even remember, like uh, Robert Fawcett and Albert Dorn. Okay. And, you know, these were, these were, you know, yeah. the top illustrators of their day, mm-hmm. you know, like the 40s and 50s, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and they got together, and Norman Rockwell, uh, and they all got together and, and formed this school, this wow. correspondence school. Uh, and, you know, you would do your lessons, you'd send them in, and, you know, there was an art instructor there who would, you know, take a tracing paper overlay mm-hmm. and, and, you know, do corrections and, wow. and make comments and things, send it back to you, and then you would go on, you know, and continue your lessons. The interesting thing is, uh, of all the people I know, myself included, who ever took this course, no one ever finished. Hmm. Ah. The reason is they were working as professionals before the you know, course before, ended. Before the course ended. Very impressive. Oh, you know, okay. And, you know, I, I always think, you know, that, you know, Famous artist schools should use that as a testimonial, sure. you know, on, on their logo. Sure. You know, like no one has ever graduated. From famous <laughs> artists. <laughs> that's great. That is very, very. That's very. We're so yeah. good at teaching. You won't see the end of this. You, you won't get a diploma, but it'll be okay. Yeah, it'll be right. okay. Right. Yeah, you'll you you'll be happy. You'll exactly. be working professionally. Okay. That is, that is fascinating. That's fascinating. I mean, how much did it cost back then to to, to, to this? Oh, that was a great story, too. Um, uh, uh, A man came, a man came to the house uh, in a uh, a suit and tie carrying a briefcase. You didn't see people like this in my neighborhood. You know, this was like in a lower middle class, blue collar neighborhood Mm -hmm. in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, this man came to the door, you know, he's looking very, very natty, you know. and uh, he came in, and, you know, he, he had, you know, brochures and all the paperwork and everything. He was explaining about the school. And uh, my parents had no background, no real understanding of art, mm-hmm. you know, commercial or otherwise. Right. You know, uh, I remember going with my mom to the grocery store one time. You know, I picked up a, a jar of planter's peanuts, and, you know, the, I saw that the label right. was painted, right. you know. Uh, someone had painted all these peanuts. And I showed this to my mom, and I said, this is commercial art. This is what I'm talking about. See, someone painted these peanuts, you know? And she looked at me and says, nobody paints all those jars. (laughs) (laughs) So they they really did not understand, you know? Uh, You know, we had comic books in the house, the Sunday funnies and everything. They never thought that someone sat down and drew these things. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, no, this just happens. Right. You know, this comes right. with the newspaper. Right. You know? uh, so anyway, you know, this man is there, and, uh, uh, you know, we got down to the bottom line, and, you know, how much is this going to cost? Uh, and the guy said, well, the entire course costs $647. Okay. My parents, this always, this always brings a tear to my eye because it was blind faith on their part because I wanted it so much. They went and took out a loan, oh, wow. so I could have an art education for six hundred and forty-seven bucks. You know, it was like they didn't have that much; they had to they had to get a loan. Well, that was probably like six thousand now. Oh yeah. God, By yeah, yeah. This yeah. would have been nineteen sixty-five, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So a good forty years ago or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was a lot of money. You know, that was as much as, uh, that was almost as much as a year of high school. Mm -hmm. You know, I went to Catholic high school and had to pay tuition. Yes, sir. Yeah. 
Um, when you think back on those days when you were a kid and, 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 and enjoying art, and, and I've read stories and read interviews, and I assume that you know you and, and, and Steve Hickman and, and, and Clute and all you guys kind of met around the same time, post high school. Uh, yeah, and, I met I met those guys in. Uh, uh, 1967 in New York at the wow. uh, World Science Fiction Con okay. uh, in New York City, uh, and and Michael and uh, and Steve were friends from years before that. They're from Virginia. They're, they're from Virginia. Yeah, yeah I think uh, Arlington or Alexandria, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere near DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, we all we all met there. Uh, Jeff Jones was there. Uh, we all got to meet Frazetta for the first time. He was the the artist guest of honor, mm-hmm. uh, uh, co guest of honor with Hal Foster. Right. So that oh, was a wow. real thrill. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. about yeah. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah. All right. It's like the, you talk about like, passing the mantle. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the planets aligning just the right way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, when you think back to those days, is it? Uh, do you have fond memories of that time? Is oh, it, very fond memories. You know. Very fond memories. It was, uh, it's long enough ago to that I can say it was a different world okay. back then. You okay. know, uh, these these were the days when you could live in New York City for you know a little more than a hundred dollars a month in mm-hmm. rent. Okay. You know, um, you could uh, you could walk through the parks any time of day or night, you know, and, and not really have to be afraid. Uh, you know, it was, it was big and noisy and dirty, but, uh, it was magical. Yeah, it was, it was like magic, you know, you know, especially to, you know, kids like us from, from, uh, you know, from the South, you know, like Baltimore and Virginia, uh, you know, New York city was, was like this, this glittering, Metropolis. Yeah, it was like Emerald City or something. Yeah. you know, I just felt <laughs> right. to see the wizard. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and just some of the work that she did in the studio. I mean, the, it can only it can only happen when you have that kind of uh, a community and that kind of um, uh, what's what I'm looking for that kind of uh, like a clubhouse or a uh, yeah, uh, and, and like just the, the networking that which was called networking back then. Just the the, the energies, yeah, osmosis of just being around one oh, another. Oh yeah, right. even though you yeah. guys were all very different. Yeah. Um, the studio, the studio only started, uh, uh, you know, for very, very practical reasons. Um, all of us were, were beginning to work on, on larger projects, projects, mm-hmm. you know, physically larger. We yes, were getting yes. into doing posters and prints, right. uh, and we didn't have room in our tiny New York apartments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we also wanted. That camaraderie, uh, com- and, yeah, camaraderie, and, and, and maybe uh, even commiseration in some cases. Yeah, <laughs> and and just the feedback. We loved we loved getting together and and uh, showing each other our work mm-hmm. in progress mm-hmm. and and talking about art and everything. But uh, kind of would, fire under you too. To some we would do it infrequently, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, we just thought this is great. We could be here all the time and just watch, look over each other's shoulders, you know, mm-hmm. while we're working and everything. Uh, and that's what that's what happened. You know, it was uh, it was wonderful. I have great, great fond memories. And that didn't days. actually last very long, did it, Bernie? It lasted uh, a couple of years, maybe. We had we had a. I can't remember for sure, uh, but I think we had a three-year lease on the space. Mm. Uh, but the studio was pretty much over before the first year was out. Okay. Uh, wow. Because you know they they uh, 
the the publisher this this man showed up one day uh, from from England and said you know I uh, represent uh, you know Paper Tiger or you know whatever the, the press was uh, Dragon Stream or Big O yeah, yeah. Dragon Stream uh, and uh, he said we want to do a uh, want to do a book on the ten best fantasy artists in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I mean, I, I was young and cocky, and uh, you know, I said, "Well, you got the first four right here." You know? <laughs> and we sat down and talked with the guy, and over the course of a couple hours, uh, you know, he changed his uh, uh, he changed his plan. Um, he changed his plan so that you know we would we would do the book on the four of us, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, you know, we, we thought it was wonderful. We got a great attitude, and we were thinking of ourselves as, you know, uh, the Beatles of fantasy okay. art. You right, know? right. And, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, as you know, when anyone is the Beatles of anything, somebody has to be Ringo. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You guys are talking to Ringo. Oh, okay. wow. <laughs> <laughs> We're all here in a yellow right. submarine. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> what does uh, <laughs> Ringo always say? Good night, good night. That's funny. That's great. Um, after 40 years, you mentioned earlier, you know, 40 years of, of, of doing this, when you go back and you look at uh, the Swamp Thing run that everybody loves so much as far as your comic stuff goes, and I know you did other things other than that, Tons of uh, beautiful covers for uh, House of Mystery and House of Secrets and that kind of thing. But when you go back and look at Swamp Thing with the maturity that you have as an artist now, do you look back at it and you say, "Oh," or do you say, "Well, this this is nice. This was this you know has a purity to it. It represents the time." You, you know, know again, again, it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I, I look at it and you know, some some of the drawing is really sloppy, uh, and and and. You know, to my eye, you know, really not too good. You know, and I'm, I'm the worst, You're my own worst critic. critic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, As, which is you know, which and, I guess you know, it should be. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, I I can't stand looking at that because you know, it's like, oh my god, I just didn't know anything. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it's like you said, you know, it it did fit the time, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, in terms of time. Uh, you know, I did the best I could in the time allotted mm-hmm. to, you know, meet my deadline mm-hmm. and and get it done. Uh, there, there's an old there's an old saying in the comic book business, and I guess you know other places too. Don't do it good, do it Thursday. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and it's yeah. like you know the deadline is all important. Okay. You know, you have to make the deadline. Right, that's very true. Um, in the last few years, uh. uh no, let's not even say the last few years. In the last 10, maybe 15 years or so, you, you haven't done a lot of comics. I know you're doing some, some stuff now with Steve and with Thomas Jane. Yeah. And, uh, Bad Planet is awesome. People go get it. Yeah, yeah. He really oh, likes yeah, it. Really yeah, likes Bad Planet book. is good. Yeah. 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 But I, I was just curious, in the time that you've been doing other things, um, if I'm not mistaken, you did some uh, some concept work for Galactic Quest, the uh, the movie. Oh, Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Quest. Yeah. Galaxy Quest. Yeah. And uh, and you did some. You've probably done some other stuff on other films. I've worked. Yeah, I've worked on on quite a few. Uh, my first my first film gig was uh, Ghostbusters. Oh, really? Yeah, back okay. in nineteen eighty three or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and what, what did you, you design know, in that? Um, I did a lot of. Uh, I was working from an early draft of the script. Okay. Uh, so I was designing a lot of things that you know actually got written out okay. of the movie. Okay. Uh, or changed, you know, into something else. Um, 
some of the stuff that made it in was the uh, the librarian at I the beginning. I thought that looks like your stuff. Yeah, it does. yeah, that looks that looks very much like like some of the designs I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I contributed to the Terror Dogs. Okay. Oh wow. And, uh, yeah. You know, but everybody worked on the Terror right. Dogs. So right. you know, I I don't think any one of us can claim full credit. Right. You okay. know, that's awesome. That's yeah. Two of my favorite parts about the movie. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, speaking of everybody working on the film, when you, when you work on films and you do concept stuff, are, do the folks that work with you do they know of the, of your background as a as a as a painter and as a comic artist? Usually, usually they do. Okay. Usually, uh, uh, the people the people I work with are uh, a little bit younger, like sure. ten or fifteen years younger than I am. Uh, I started drawing comics when I was pretty young, so they were. The right, they were just the right age. They were 10 Eight, to 12 nine, years, years old, old. Yeah. Uh, when my comics were coming out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they were uh, just the right age to become huge fans of, you know, Swamp Thing mm-hmm. or, or, you know, whatever else I was doing, House of Mystery mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they remember they remember that stuff with great fondness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes they're surprised that I'm still alive, mm-hmm. you know. Wow, Bernie Wrightson! I'm such a huge fan. You know, I thought you were dead. Right, right. <laughs> of course, now you have Wikipedia, so you can't. Date right. Uh, end date, so you must still be around. So. Yeah. <laughs> and we're happy about that. Definitely, definitely. Think how I feel. I met you a couple years ago. I met you a couple years ago. I was like, well, Bernie Wrightson's? Yeah. It's like, wow, this is incredible. I had to get some information from you and talk to you, but of course, I was too shy at the time. They, I mean. Believe it or not, she's trying to speak to, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> to talk to talk to a great man such as yourself. But um, while we're talking about movies, did you have some contribution to heavy metal, the first one in in the eighties? No, no. Because um, they did Stern. They did um. They one of your yeah. Mm-hmm. I you know I did I did the uh, Stern story for the magazine, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know they they gave me a phone call and said you know hey we want to use this in the heavy metal movie, mm-hmm. and I said oh cool. Uh, and that was it, you know, and they and didn't they do anything, you know. And it okay. wasn't until some time later, you know, I, I found out that it's, oh, it's an animated movie. It's okay. a cartoon. Okay. Uh, you know, can I do anything, you know. To contribute with, to, with, to contribute, design. Yeah. And they said, no, it's all being handled. You know, the you know, Canadian okay. animators are, right. are working on this. I think they were Canadian. Uh, and, uh, you know, that was that was it. And I didn't see anything until the movie came out. Okay. You know? Well, that makes sense because it, it was, it was the, the character itself was really um, soft and it didn't seem like it had a, a great deal of grit to it um, that I think you often gravitate towards that you do naturally with your work. Yeah. So it seemed like it was missing some elements, and I was wondering about that. That's why I was kind of glad that you... I, I, thought, I thought it was great. In terms of Story. the whole movie, yeah. uh, you know, I thought it was one of the strongest segments mm-hmm. of the movie. It was. Um, and and uh, we we got invited to the premiere uh, in New York, and uh, I I was I was sitting there, you know, kind of stunned because the uh, I didn't think the movie was going that well, mm. you know, uh, you know I like that opening bit, and then and then comes Den, right, right? right. and you know I'm expecting something wonderful. It's right. Corbin, Corbin, you know? yeah, Richard Corbin, and you know, you know I lo- I saw this thing. And God, this is awful. Yeah, you know, it was, it was rather, uh, you know, and yeah. it's and it, and it's like wisecracking and and one-liners and stuff. You know, and, John Candy, and and the drawing is is not like Corbin at all. You know, and I'm I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, what's going to happen 
to Stern, mm-hmm. you know? Right. How, how bad is that going to turn out? Uh, so you were holding your nose and waiting. I was, and, and holding my breath, literally, you know, and then and then Stern comes up, and I go, oh boy, here it comes, you know? And uh, it was great. It was great. You know, the audience responded to it. They, they yeah. laughed when they were supposed to laugh, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, the music... Uh, they did was was just right mm-hmm. for that segment, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And I just <sighs> yes, I let it all out right. at the end, you know. <laughs> yeah, just a big whoosh. Uh, and uh, you know, people people remember that mm-hmm. segment. Mm-hmm. You know, I have you know people at, at conventions, yeah. you know, still come up and go. They point at me and go, Stern. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other issue that you did, I actually have a copy of it, but it's in worse condition than this, so I didn't bother bringing it. Oh. So I, would, I don't want to embarrass myself to get you to do it. Sit on the table and it disintegrates. <laughs> and it was before I, I really had a, a certain sense of value beyond what I was getting from the aesthetic in, in, in books. So you know, so I, I, I didn't manage to test the time, but this did. So oh. I'm glad you're here to be able to sign it. Yes, oh, no, fanboy I, coming out. I remember, I remember reading. ECs when I was a kid and uh, you know rolling them up and putting them in my back pocket yeah. oh know, yeah. yeah and you know yeah. just going out and playing and you know bring them home and they're sure. all mushed and yeah. crumbling and falling apart but sure. you know none of that mattered you know it's like true. yeah it's all, that, cool. all that great stuff inside yeah the EC comics were were nice sir of course I was not around to you know to see the originals yeah. right right yeah. but all the reprints I have are just fantastic sure. ECs and uh, the Warrens for that matter were, were, were gorgeous yeah did you ever do anything oh, yeah. for Warren? I'm sure you did. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. In the 70s, I did. Yeah, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, worked for Warren uh, almost exclusively for two or three years. I think. I heard he was a character, but he paid really well. Jim, Jim was great. You know, uh, you know, I've heard, I heard stories myself, but you know, I never had any problems mm-hmm. with with Jim mm-hmm. myself. You know, uh, I thought he was a very funny man, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, I I loved joking with him mm-hmm. and going back and forth but you know there was there was always mutual respect there uh, yeah I think so and, and we, we when you would come up to his office uh, he had one of these uh, uh, he had one of these black signs uh, I call them church signs it's like these black signs with the plastic letters okay oh like a marquee kind of thing yeah like a marquee kind of thing uh, and he had that in the lobby and uh, it would say you know, when I was coming, got off the elevator, it would say, Warren Publishing today welcomes Bernie Wrightson. Wow. Really? Yeah. And, and he would do that <laughs> wow. for whoever was scheduled to come in, you know. It was it was great. It was just this little t- these little touch-ups. Yeah. That makes all the difference. Yeah. Sure. The, uh, Warren was fantastic. I mean, even to the, because uh, I discovered the spirit, Will Eisen's the spirit, when he started publishing the spirit in the, uh, I guess the 80s it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people saw it for the first time. Yeah, when, when and, I, and I remember as a kid and going in the grocery store, I was like, what is this? Because it yeah. was so odd, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I was telling, uh, I was talking with uh, another illustrator, uh, Jeff Preston. Yeah. Uh, we were talking uh, Friday night, and I was telling them that, and you mentioned Richard Corbin, there's an issue that I had of the spirit, he's running down a subway track, and there's a train coming behind him, and his hat's flying off his head, and his yeah. tie's going everywhere. And it was colored by Richard Corbin, and I had no idea that he wow. and had worked with, you know, worked for Warren and had worked on those books for, with Will Eisner and was coloring them or whatever. Right. And I didn't even realize he was, you know, he was that old of a, of a gentleman. I mm-hmm. thought, you know, because I discovered him much later than that, yeah. really, in a big way. Yeah. You know, with heavy metal and with oh, yeah. uh, with other things. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, but I'm an amazingly talented guy, but I didn't, uh, I had no idea. Warren, Warren was a hub for so many talented people. Oh, he really was. Uh, Neil Adams worked yeah. for there. Jeff Jones did yourself. Yeah. Uh, did Basil 
paint. Basil Gogo's paint. Uh, Basil painted covers for famous monsters. Yeah, famous yeah. monsters. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Duh. What am I thinking? No, no, about? no, no, no. And and Jim, Jim was uh, uh, in in the fifties. Uh, uh, Jim and Hugh Hefner were friends. Okay. Um, and and Hugh Hefner, very few people know this, uh, is a great monster fan. Okay. You know, like like you know the old Universal monsters. Right, and stuff. right. He used to do his own comic book. Really, you know, monster comic book. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, before doing Playboy, uh, and uh, I I th- I heard this story. I don't know if it's true. Uh, that Hugh Hefner asked Jim Warren to uh, to partner with him in 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 Playboy in Playboy. And uh, Jim didn't think it was going to be a viable idea. Oh wow! Oh, wow. <laughs> you talk about Boy. missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but uh, yeah, I don't know if that's true or not. But you know, Jim certainly went on, you know, in his own direction. You know, with with uh, you know, famous monsters and and creepy and eerie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people to this day, you know, remember Still. that stuff. Sure. And uh, Dark Horse now is uh, is reprinting. reprinting. Creepy yeah, and eerie, yeah. Creepy and eerie. Yeah, Jeff was telling me that the other day, and he actually did uh, did a painting for it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really cool yeah. one of Uncle Creepy. So. And it's yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be successful all over again. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. I know there's there's you know generations now who haven't seen that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I, I heard another uh, podcast that Steve Niles is on, and I know you and he are friends. Oh yeah. As well as collaborators. Yeah. And he was telling us a story about how you all ended up collaborating together because he said you all became friendly. And started hanging out together. I think eating oysters or something like that, yeah. drinking beer. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and he said that you yeah. said to him, you know, I think I want to do some, you know, some more comics again. Yeah. And it was just like that. I mean, <laughs> did the light just come back on for you? The fire got restoked for comics, or well, it did. Uh, you know, what happened is uh, uh, Len Wein called and said, uh, you know, I uh, I'm friends with with Bill Morrison uh, at at uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the publisher. Anyway, he does uh, the Simpsons comic. Okay. Right? okay. Oh, uh, and Bongo? Bongo. Bongo. Bongo, Bongo yes, comics, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, he said, uh, he said they, they do, every year, they do Bart Simpson's Treehouse of Horror. It's like a Halloween special comic right. book. Mm-hmm. Uh, We're very said, familiar with that. And he said, <laughs> he said what, would you think of, uh, what would you think of doing a parody of Swamp Thing? And we'll, we'll do the Swamp Thing story, but with the Simpsons, you know, and Homer as the Swamp Thing. And, you know, I said, I said, you know, this sounds like a lot of fun, right. yeah. you know, and, you know, I, I wouldn't miss it for the world, you know, just, just sign me on. I hadn't done comics in uh, maybe 10 years At before least, that. yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I took this on, and uh, drawing the Simpsons is not as simple as it looks, no. you know. Uh, a lot of rules, and you know you have to stay on model, right. you know, with with all those characters right. and everything. Uh, so it was it was very challenging, but also very, a lot of fun, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I had forgotten how much fun comics could be, mm-hmm. you know, in that time, you know, and just just getting a script and you know laying it down and and you know telling the story, mm-hmm. you know, through pictures. Uh, that's what really got me back into comics. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good that you took some time off to recharge your batteries and get you know, find your love for it again. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. A lot of people continue to go on and on past their expiration date, and then it becomes an issue where, okay, wish she would retire, and then come back. <laughs> no, it, it happens. It happens. Yeah. You know, it's happened sure. to me, you know, sure. and, you know, I, I uh, uh, it took me a long time to get to the point to realize that whatever I'm doing is going to burn me out at some point. Yeah, sure. You know? It becomes laborious. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. It's and, and, you know, I'll have to, you know, find something else. Uh and and uh, I mean, it used to be a big deal, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, it was it was like you know, oh, I'm so sick of comics. I will never do comics again. You know, right. I'm going to get into <laughs> illustration and movie work, and and mm-hmm. you know, find this other way. Right. And after a while, you know, the illustration work dries up, and you know, there's not as mo- much movie work as I expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I got to do something else, uh, and. You know, I've been away from comics for a long time, and and now I'm doing it again, and it's like, hey, this is fun, right? You know, yeah. It's awesome. The uh, I, I'm always curious, like, in, in when uh, guys who've done a lot of things, you know, in in the course of your your career, I'm always curious, like, what, like, when you look back on uh, on on various stages of your of your life and your career, what do you think is um, what was the most fun time for you as an artist? What was the time where you really felt the most alive as an artist and, and, and the most on top of your game and, and, and feeling as if, okay, wow, I'm, I'm reaching my, you know, somewhat close to my ultimate right, potential, right. you know? It's hard to pinpoint. Um, if it's you know, not like, even, like it may any, be now. Like I a don't specific, even know. Uh, you know, a specific time. Uh, uh, right now I feel great. About about what I'm doing, um, uh, you know. Other times, you know, it's a bit of a grind. You know, I'm not doing exactly what I want, but you know, uh, this is the only thing I'm really qualified to do. Right. I couldn't even sell shoes for a living. Yeah, well, you know? well, I mean, uh, it could be kind of creepy to bring rice and sell you some shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, some, sometimes sometimes it's not the dream assignment. You know, but right. you have to do it anyway. You right, know, right. So like you know, just to make a living. I gotcha. uh, I couldn't really pinpoint a time, you know, it's, okay. it's, uh, you know, the nature of the business is, uh, uh, it's, it's not a straight line, you know, it's got its bumps, you know, right. it's got its troughs mm-hmm. and valleys, uh, you know, in my experience, you know, it hasn't ever been, you know, a deep valley and a high trough. Right. And, well, and you know, I guess that's kind of the way you, you, and may, you may want it. Right? I I prefer it that way. Yeah. You know, I I don't like uh, extremes. Okay. You and, know? That, and that's proof of your legendary status. But yeah. the fact you haven't dipped that low. You see. Well, I mean, that, you know, it, it, I have. You know, I mean, you know, it's like it. everybody else. You know, right, it's, right. you know, I've got my 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 good moments and my bad moments. Right. You know, but um, you know, I've I've felt really really good doing Swamp Thing Mm -hmm. and you know that was a peak Mm -hmm. Um, uh, doing Frankenstein Uh, (laughs) Frankenstein was not even a job Right, you, uh, you did, know, that, was that was basically fine art. Right, that was, right that now, was, everybody, that I'm, was done I'm on my own. I did not have a publisher paying me for that, you know, wow. uh, which is, you know, was part of the plan. Was uh, by that time I had been in the business long enough to know that if I approached a publisher before doing this, uh, the publisher would have all his own input about it. Uh, I'd have a really hard time pitching something in black and white right. to, you know, anybody in, in you know, at least the comic book field. Right. You Color know? world. Yeah. 
Four color processing. Yeah, so, you know, I decided, you know, I'm, I'm just going to do this on my own, uh, you know, between gigs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll do a comic book job, cash the check, there'll be a little money left over, and I'll have another week to work on Frankenstein. Okay. You know, um, and, you know, that's, that's how I did it. And it, it went like that for, you know, six or seven years until it was done. Mm. Um, you're a patient man, sir. Well, I was. I had a lot of patience back then. I used it up on Frankenstein. You know? <laughs> so that's what but, happened. Well, what happened, what happened was exactly what I thought was, would happen. Uh, you know, Marvel became interested in this. Uh, yeah, at, the time they, they, uh, at the time, they wanted to uh, get their comics into bookstores. Yes, sir. Um, and this was before... You, see, you saw, you know, graphic novel racks mm -hmm. in, in Borders, in Barnes and & Noble. Uh, and, you know, Marvel was very eager to get their comics into bookstores. And uh, they saw Frankenstein as the wedge to, to get in. It, it would be a Marvel publication, right. and it's a real book right. with a lot of pictures in it. Uh, it never happened for whatever reason. I don't know. Uh, it never did get into bookstores. But uh, the first question they asked me uh, <laughs> when, when I signed the contract was, uh, uh, okay, now, um, would you want one of our people to color these, or do you want to color them yourself? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was literally, I was, I literally had the pen an inch from the paper, from the contract, yeah, you know. You can hear the brakes know, screeching. And I just stopped, you know, and right. I said, pardon me. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Nobody else is touching That was it. I just me. said, no, this, this is done. Right. These right. pictures are finished. Exactly. This is how it's going to be exactly. in black and white, yeah. you know. Uh, and, uh. I can't remember for sure, but I think I, I hand-wrote that on the contract. That, you know, the, none of these pictures are to be in color ever. Oh, wow. Yeah. And everybody initialed off on it. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, um, when you did yeah. Frankenstein, what was, what was your inspiration for that line work? I mean, that oh meticulous, oh my God. It was, crisp. You know, it, it, came from, uh, it came from all the, the old great pen and ink masters, you know. Roy Crinkle. Uh, and, uh, yeah, well, Roy Crinkle was, was my way in uh, because, you know, I knew Roy personally. Oh, I didn't know that. And Roy, uh, Roy introduced me to the work of the guys that, that influenced him and that he admired, like like J. Allen St. John and, and J.C. Cole uh, and uh, James Montgomery Flagg and oh, yeah, you know okay. Okay. all these other guys with three names, you yeah, know. Right, just, right, right. And, uh, you know, mostly Franklin Booth. Uh, you know, I just I loved Franklin Booth's work, and you know, you see a lot of that in the Frankenstein drawings. Mm -hmm. Now, did you? Was it easy for you to do it first when you first took a crack at it? I mean, no, it was, was very, the six it was years trial and error. Was the six years just getting it done? Uh, it was six years of of mostly getting it done. Although okay. there was a little trial and error too. You know, there were there were false starts and. Uh, uh, the first, my first attempt was, was, uh, I simply was trying to work too big, okay. you know, and I was working on, on, uh, sheets of paper that were like, you know, maybe 18 by 24 inches. Okay. Uh, that is just too much space to try to cover with little tiny pen lines. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had to scale it down. I think the, uh, the, the original drawings are, uh, something like 
uh, 11 by 16, which is just about right. You know, it, it you, gives you an idea what, and give you a better idea what reproduction is going to be. Yeah, like yeah. Too big and everything starts to close up at that. Time. And and it's it's a good size to work because I can get all the fine detail and everything, uh, but I don't uh, I don't have to spend an inordinate amount of time, you know, noodling. try trying noodling right. and and uh, and a good word noodling, trying <laughs> trying to get you know all that uh, all that detail and right. everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Turning through trying to find the I can't find the I can't find this freaking me out I can't find the, the Frankenstein picture in here at all. Oh, you you went by him before. yeah several it times was, yeah it was one uh, he was in the rain I think. Well, yeah, I saw that, but I mean the one where he's in the where he's in the, the laboratory. Oh my god, I don't know I don't know if there are any. I think maybe that's another book I have that I'm thinking about. Yeah, it might be. I think I think uh, when they did this book, mm-hmm. I hadn't done any of the lab pictures yet. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Well, we will go ahead and wrap up with you then yeah. and let okay. you get back to, to business as usual. Great, great. Bernie, I'm, I'm sorry we had to cut it short. No, it's, like it's, this, it's you know? okay. I mean, we may give you a phone calls. call and, 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 and pick, the, pick this up someplace later we on. We could do that, that anytime. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah awesome. I'd be perfectly happy to do it over the phone. Be that would be gracious. tremendous. Yeah. You're, you're an awesome artist and an awesome guy. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, Jeff said, oh, yeah, he's a very down earth guy because I was frankly scared shitless to talk with you. Oh, I was. I mean, I was like, you know. Me too. And I was freaking out a little bit while we were talking just now, and then I, you yeah. know, I, I called my hyperventilation down. Right, right. Uh, but anyway, you're an awesome artist and an awesome guy, and uh, and we thank you so much. And thank you to your, your wife, Liz, for oh, help, you bet. helping facilitate you bet. this. You bet. I really enjoy talking to you guys. Thank you. You know, thank you know you good me. questions, and, and, you know, uh, you're you're great at making me feel comfortable, too. Well, thank you. Well, yeah. The incredible Bernie Rison, ladies and gentlemen. That concludes this episode of Sidebar Forever, hosted by Dwight Clark, Swain Hunt, and Adrian Johnson. You can find us online at sidebarforever.com. Any emails or questions can be directed to us at sidebarforever at gmail.com. And also, subscribe to us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. 